Thank you, Brother Foster. Good morning. How are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess anybody checked on some of your other members? I guess they're still down there at uh, Truist Park, hung over from the wind last night with the Braves. But uh, we're happy to have you here this morning. This is the first day of the week. And all of the people of God, all of the people that love God and one day hope to be in heaven with him one day. You know where the people of God meet on the first day of the week. They meet in the assembly with other Christians. That they can praise God and sing songs, hymns and spiritual songs. And that they may lift him up and praise him and acknowledge unto him how good he has been to them in their lives. Amen. And while we're doing that to an awesome God, we also encourage and exhort one another to let one another know, you know what? I'm in this battle with you. You might get knocked down this week. I might get knocked down this week, but we never leave one another down and behind. So we pick each other up and lift each other up and help each other along the way. Because one day, one day it's all going to come to an end. And I just hope and pray that you have somebody, that you have helped somebody to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen? Amen. To those who are visiting with us, we hope and pray that you enjoy your worshiping with us today. And we thank you for being here. Most importantly, we want you to ask questions about why we do what we do and anything pertaining to why we're here because you know what we care about your soul and we want you to be saved not saved according to what you think or what you feel but we want you to be saved by the book so that when you stand in judgment you can say lord i did this this is what you commanded this is what i did and you know what we serve a righteous god who can't not lie And he's not going to condemn you for doing what he told you to do. Amen. Amen. See, you you could stand before God and say, I had mechanical instrument, mechanical instrument of music in the worship because it made me feel good. But see, where can you find it in his word that substantiates and authorizes you in New Testament worship to do that? So that's why I said we want you to be saved by the book. We want you to be saved by what you can open your Bible up and read and tell others. This is what I did to become a Christian. This is what I did to become saved. I could give you a book, chapter, and verse. You don't have to go talking about, well, this is what pastor said, and this is what we feel, and this is what we think. Man, you could be fooled by a feeling. And be left feeling like a fool. And let me tell you, ain't no fool going to heaven. Ain't no fool going to heaven. The Bible this morning, we're going to talk about the Great Commission this morning. Man, I was was just reading over this, reading over this. I said, man, come on, come on, come on. Verse number 18, Matthew chapter 28. The Bible said, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying... All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I guess that covers everywhere. 
That covers everywhere. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. And the church all said, Amen. Amen. It's true, it's in red. In my Bible, it's in red. So it got to be true. This great commission that was given, and as we look at it today, people say, well, I'm going out inviting people. I'm going out inviting people to come to church. I'm trying to get people to come, Jeb, so that they can hear the, the, the preaching. But let me ask you something. Is that what the Great Commission says right here? No. Where, where did we get it from? And I'm not saying it's wrong to invite people. But my question is, the Great Commission said, first of all, for us to go. go. So in other words, you got to get up off your stool or do less. Christianity is not a stationary work. You've got to get up and do something. It says go. And after he said go, what did he say? Go ye where? Therefore. Where is therefore? Huh? And teach all nations. He didn't leave anywhere out. So every, every redneck neighborhood. Every deplorable community, every drug dealing neighborhood, you know what? We're commanded to go. Yeah, I figured you would get quiet. I figured you would get quiet because, see, the rich don't want to hear what you got to say. So they put up gates and they put up signs saying no soliciting. No, no, no. They said, in other words, don't come up in here. We don't want to be bothered with whatever you're selling or whatever you're talking about. And then we have fallen into this thing where, you know what? We want to pick and choose who gets to hear the good news. Well, that area over there is too rough. Why is it too rough? Well, they deal a lot. You know what? Something I've learned. Something I've learned. And, I've, and I have worshiped at some congregations in some rough areas. I give it as that North Memphis. If anybody know anything about North Memphis, and we got some folks up in here who know a little about North Memphis. Man, you get killed in North Memphis. Just that simple. And people ask me when I moved to Memphis, why of all the areas you would choose a rough area like that? I said, who needed the most? Why should I run to an area and to a congregation that don't want to be bothered with folks who need it the most? So what, what you have to do in areas like that, you find out who running it. And I guarantee you, <laughs> there's a kingpin. And you find out who's running it. And you know what? Jesus said, be wise as a serpent. 
but harmless as a dove. And what you do, you introduce yourself to whoever running the area and say, look, man, this is all I'm trying to do in this area. I ain't selling nothing. I'm just trying to spread the gospel. I'm just trying to invite people to church and do this, do this. Now, they're going to tell you one or two things. You all right? Or you need to, you need to get gone. Now, you got good sense. If they tell you to get gone, you know, hey, you, you can die in Jesus' name if you want to. Because they were your kid. But I never run into a drug dealer, and I have run into some, who objected me knocking on doors and sharing the gospel on their turf. I can remember when I attended West End, right, right down the street from West End. I, I called them drug lords. That's what they were. I took, I took my, my Sunday school class out one morning, door knocking. And as we were coming back to the church building, I saw some guys up ahead of us. And one was cursing. He, was, he said, who are these MFs? Who are these MFs out here? And you can see clear, he was packed. And as I was walking up, and he was walking toward me, I said, hey, bro, let me, let, let me introduce myself. I said, I'm so-and-so, this is my Bible school class. We just out uh, learning how to knock on doors and pass out literature about the gospel. He said, oh, y'all all right, y'all good. He said, if it had been any other MFs, you know, I'll kill those MFs. Because that was his turf. And believe it or not, he came to church that Sunday evening. Now, he didn't get baptized. But he came. Why am I telling these stories? Because everybody needs to hear. And we have gotten sedated. We've gotten stuck up on ourselves. We want to pick and choose where we're going to go. Who are we going to share the message with? Let me tell you something. The Great Commission says go. It says nothing about just inviting somebody to come to church and you think you ain't done a great job. God already knew that these people, many of them, ain't going to come and set foot up in here. But to, to, to eliminate any excuse for them to say, I didn't know, I never heard it. He told us to go, go take it to them. Is that what your Bible said? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, what do I teach them? Well, here's the answer in verse number 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you how long? Always. Even unto the end of the world. 
what has happened is we're, we're looking around and we have taken it upon ourselves that we are truly evangelizing just because we say, hey, won't you come to church? Come visit my church. Come go to church with me. And we think we've evangelized. Well, let me ask you this. Where's the teaching? Where's the teaching in that? See, we want to go out and invite people to come. And when people come, they're shocked about what they run into because some people never been introduced to acapella singing. Some people never heard preaching directly from the scripture, from the Bible. Some people didn't know that, hey, here's a religious group of people that take communion every first day of the week. This is the stuff we teach before they even come. But are we doing that? Are we doing that? What 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 do what do we consider evangelizing? Man, let me tell you something. Our evangelizing should always begin on salvation. Because let me tell you, if you don't get the salvation part right, nothing else matters. Ain't no need in discussing about music, communion, nothing else. Because you know what? If you don't get saved right, you ain't going to heaven. Did you hear me? If you don't get the salvation part right, people love to jump around, bounce around. Say, no, 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 no. Let's talk about what most I do to be saved. Yeah. Then folk want to jump around and say, no, 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 we're talking about what must I do. Well, what about speaking the tongue? It don't matter. Mm-hmm. If you're not saved according to what the Bible outlines, you know what? It don't matter. The only thing that should matter when we go out evangelizing, first and foremost, the most important thing is teaching people what they must do in order to be saved. We want to get bogged down and get into arguments and stuff about speaking in tongues and, and all this other stuff about the mechanical instruments of me. I'm not saying that's not good information to know and to teach. But I can show you scripturally why you don't use mechanical instruments of music. And if you're still lost, you're still going to die and go to hell. But if I teach you what you need to do to be saved and you obey it and you are baptized for the remission of your sins, you can still learn all this other stuff. We got to we got to get back on track, folks. It's more to our duty and responsibility than just saying, hey, I want you to come. Go to church with me. You ain't taught nobody anything. And see, I could, I could go off on another direction with that. Then you bring folks here. You won't help them understand the singing. You just bring them here and they sit there looking lost. Some folks are uncomfortable. They can't find books in the Bible. You just sit there and look at them. Why they stumble instead of you sitting right there by them, helping them find. So now after they leave, they feel you, you just embarrass me. Yeah. 
No, the Great Commission begins by saying, you know what? After you go, you teach. You teach. You teach. Are we teaching? Are we teaching? See, for us to be teachers, we first must be prepared to go out and teach. Well, how can we be prepared to go out and teach when we struggle? We don't even want to come to worship and we don't even want to come to Bible classes. If I went around this audience right now and said, give me the plan of salvation, which book, chapter and verse, could all of us do it? Huh? See, you're not going to always be able to have a Bible with you when you talk to people. But there are some things you should just know. And you've been in the church how long? You obeyed what? Well, shouldn't you know that? You know, it's just like growing up. When, when I know when we were growing up, you first got a social security card. Your parents said, I don't want you carrying this card around. You need to learn that number. And you learn the number, just like you learn your phone number. Why did you learn? Because the parents impressed upon you it was important to know. Well, the plan of salvation is just that important. Because how are you going to help somebody along the way if you can't tell them what they need to do to be saved? Well, you don't believe it. Let's look at Acts chapter 2. Put Acts chapter 2 up on the board. Acts chapter 2 beginning at uh, verse 37. Acts 2 and 37. We find an account here. Peter preaching this gospel unto these Jews. And he preaches unto them. Let me share some of the stuff he said. Verse 32. This Jesus had God raised up. Whereof we are, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he said himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that, that God had made that same Jesus, the same one you crucified, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Peter said, you put to death not only an innocent man, but you put to death the son of God, a man approved of God. Now, if somebody charged you with that, think about it. Peter preached unto them and said, you got the blood of the Son of God on your hand. Yeah. Notice what the scripture says, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? 
They want to know, how do I get out of this situation? How do I get this man blood off of me? You telling me God is going to hold me accountable and responsible for putting to death his son? You doggone right. I just preached it to you. Then Peter said unto them, listen to verse number 38. Then Peter said unto them, what's the first thing he told them to do? Repent simply meaning what? Change. Repent. And do what? Be baptized. How many? Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for what? Now let me ask you this. Where, where in this formula does the remission of sin come in at? Where in this formula? The first thing he told them to do was what? Are they forgiven of their sin yet? So it's not just repenting, right? He told them repent. And then he told them to do what? Every one of you, right? In the name of Jesus Christ, by his authority, right? Then he said, for what? So the remission of sin, salvation, is established or received following the burial. The baptism. Whereas many other religions will teach you and say, I confess Christ. And then I asked Jesus to come into my heart. I got saved. And then they had a choice whether to be baptized or not. Yeah. That ain't true doctrine. Yeah. You ain't going to find that in the Bible nowhere. Mm -hmm. That's man-made stuff. Yeah. The formula is very simple right here. He told them to repent and be baptized Every one of you, in other words, your mama can't do it for you. Your daddy can't do it for you. Your sister, your cousin can't do it for you. Every tub got to sit on his own bottom. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The remission of sins come in following baptism. You must be baptized in order to be saved you cannot receive the gift of salvation prior to baptism if you can show it to me in the bible show it to me in the bible notice he goes on to say and ye shall receive the gift of the holy ghost that followed what Baptism. Folks running around hollering, I'm speaking in tongues. I got the Holy Ghost. You got a ghost. No, you got a spirit. But you probably got it from that package store. 80, 75 proof, 90, 100. It ain't holy. It ain't no, it ain't no Holy Ghost. The only way you can receive the Holy Spirit, you got to go by the formula. Amen. And the gift is only given following your obedience and being baptized for the remission of your sin. But it, it goes even further. 
And this is what this is what we got to go out and teach people. Even if they never come up and visit in here, even if they never set foot up in here, the great commission is you take it to them. We want to put so much emphasis on us, on a structure, on a building. Man, I don't care if we were meeting out there under a tree. We're supposed to be teaching the gospel. Drop down. Verse 41. The Bible said, then they, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Peter was still preaching. He, in verse 40, he says, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Well, well, let me ask you that. Why, do, why doesn't it say you can attend the church of your choice? The Bible said these 3,000 were added unto who? Unto the apostles and the other Christians. There was only one true faith. Are we teaching that? Are we teaching that? Ephesians 4 and 4 says there's how many bodies? One body. One Lord. One faith. One baptism, right? What, what else are they going to be added to? If there's only one body, well, let's establish something. Verse 42. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. So someone used, some weren't practicing communion every first Sunday over here. Some weren't practicing Communion every Sunday over here. Someone practicing communion every other Sunday over here. Someone using instruments over here and not using instruments over here. Some didn't have women preaching over here, but no women preaching over there. Y'all get me? The Bible said they had all things what? And come when you have all things in common, you're doing all things together. In unison, right? right? What happened? How did we arrive at this point today? How did we arrive at this point today with the music, with the praise teams, with all this other stuff that deviates from the pattern that we see in Acts chapter 2? How did we arrive here? Because man took it upon himself that what God requires isn't what he wants. It's just that simple. Remember when Paul was talking to those elders at Ephesus? He said, man, I labored here. I have cried with you. Man, I have, I have labored for years. He said, but the time of my departure, you know what? I, I, got, to, I got to go. 
He said, but I know upon my leaving, something's going to happen. He said, I know upon my leaving after I leave, grievous wolves are going to do what? They're going to enter in. Not sparing the flock and they're going to tear the church up. But see, the, the, the danger wasn't just from the outside. He went on to say, and even among some of you. Even among some of you, you're not satisfied with what God has given. You're going to destroy some people too. Even among some of you. So the enemy is not always just on the outside. You got folks that sit up in church every Sunday looking for ways to try to change something. Well, when I used to go over there to, to Beulah Baptist or Harvest Plentiful or wherever Tabernacle pray, we used to do this. This ain't Tabernacle. This ain't Harvest. This is the Church of Christ. It has an established foundation found in the Scriptures and the Lord knows how He wants His church operating. We want, to, we want to bring some of that confusion and some of that stuff over into the Lord's church because it makes me feel good. And you know, maybe, maybe we could get more excitement, more people will come. Let me tell you, if the death, burial, and resurrection and Jesus dying for your sin don't excite you, you're going to hell anyway. Don't get, don't, don't look at me. Crazy. When you come to worship, it ain't about you getting excited. Amen. Verse 43, and, and fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed together were together and had all, and had all things common. They sold their possessions and goods. Parted them to all men as every man had need. They took care of one another. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. See, they're still in unison. Amen. Amen. And breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord did what? Added. Added to the church. How often? Daily. Daily, such as should be saved. Well, who came up with this certain Sunday you baptize? If the Lord is adding daily, who is man to say somebody got to wait? Huh? I told you that's man foolishness. And you have a Bible and you say, well, I don't have the right to change what the church do. You have a, you have a right not to go there anymore. Amen. If you know they're blind according to the scriptures, don't you be blind with them. Amen. Jesus said, if the blind be leaders of the blind, they both 
shall fall into the ditch. You don't have to go fall in the ditch because they fall in the ditch. Folks say, well, I need to think about it. What do you need to think about when the word of God is right there looking you in the face? Do you think anything on these pages are going to change while you're thinking? If you know you weren't baptized for the right reason, and now God bless you and led you somewhere to hear the truth, and you say, yeah, that's right there in the Bible. That's true. I need to do just what these folks did right there in Acts 2.37. Peter told them to repent. Verse 38. I need to change. You say, well, I need to think about it. Verse, 30, verse 38 ain't going to change. God can let you live for 50 more years. And 50 years from now, when you read verse 38 in Acts 2, you know what it's going to say. It's still going to say, then Peter said unto them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. The only way you can get yourself presentable to be offered before God is to do what the scripture commands. Otherwise, if you never come in contact with the blood of Jesus, you know what? There's no way for the blood to cleanse you of your sin. And if there's no way for the blood to cleanse you of your sin, there's no way in the world you're going to be able to be presented before God. Because God ain't going to dwell where sin is. If you're in Christ, the blood of Christ cleanses us. And what God see in us, he don't see it through just looking directly at us. He see us through the blood of his son that cleanses us of our sin. And folks, that's a big difference. Yeah. Are we evangelizing? Or, or have we just gotten to the point we pat ourselves on the back because I'm out there inviting somebody to come to church? No, folks, it's work. It's work. He said, go. Get up. Move. Go ye therefore. And do what? Teach all nations. Everybody need to hear it. The poor, they need to hear it. The rich, they need to hear it. Many of us, we're, we're, we're afraid of the repercussion because somebody might make a phone call to our bosses on our job or something and, you know, it, it, may, it may affect my employment. Let me tell you something. God is going to affect more than your employment in the end. Who added to the church in verse 47? Who added to the church? It's right there in your Bible. Hold on. Acts 2, 47. Put the rest of that up there. At, at, put Acts 2. Who added to the church? God. 
Well, who started voting people in? Huh? Who, who started voting people in? Whether you're going to be accepted in or not. Where is that in the scripture? If the church belongs to Christ, that's why it's called Church of Christ. Jesus determines who is added into it. See, all we can go by is what you present unto us, what we see. That's all we can go by. But let me tell you, God goes deeper. He know your heart. He know your heart. You, you can deceive us and say, I'm, I'm, a righteous, I'm a righteous living person. Amen. I'm doing what's right. And you can walk up here and give us your hand and say, I want to be baptized and we'll go through the steps and all of that. And you can come up out of the water and the Lord still is saying, you ain't a member of my church. Because I know you're lying. I know your heart ain't right. I know you're doing this for this reason. I know you're doing this because it's this girl you're trying to. You're trying to get a hold of I know you're doing this because you got something up your sleeve to deceive somebody to do. But see, can we know that? No, but God knows the heart. But see, in judgment, it's all going to be known. That's why people we thought were saved won't be saved. Everybody got to appear before the judgment seat of Christ, right? Amen. Giving an account of a thing we've done in this body, whether they be good or evil, right? Amen. We're going to be known for who we really are. So when you stop and consider, folks, you know what? Our job is to go and teach. And you know what? The rest is the Lord's responsibility as for whether who enters the church or not. But it's not for us to play God and tell somebody, no, you can't be baptized. But are we evangelizing? Are we evangelizing? Are we teaching? Well, if we ain't teaching, if we're not teaching anybody anything, how are we evangelizing? The Great Commission says, go. Are we going anywhere? We become so sophisticated. Well, you know where we're located at. Here, here's the church address. Come here. That, that ain't what the Bible says. We become conformed to this world. We as members of the Lord's church, we're not to be conformed to this world. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And you know what? That renewing comes through the obedience of the word of God. We're supposed to be soldiers. We're supposed to be in warfare. We are on the charge. To take the gospel out because the devil would have it that people will not come here to visit to hear. So you know what? God's love for man is, you know what? I'm going to take it out to them. Amen. See, that's God's love. Satan got people's minds 
so blinded they won't come visit. God said, I'm going to send my soldiers out to take it to them. But my question is, are we faithful soldiers? Huh? How many people out there are falling to the wayside because we haven't taken the message the way we're supposed to? Huh? How many? How many more are going to drop dead? Now you can sit there and say, it ain't my fault. It's going to be your fault for somebody. It's time for us to take evangelizing for what it's designed to be. When, when, when people come up here searching and visiting, they should have some knowledge of what the Church of Christ is about. You invite them and bring them. And, and let me say this. Let me say this. You invite somebody to come here. If nobody else, you should be sitting, you should be sitting with them if nobody else. Help them find the page in the psalm book. If they're not familiar with the Bible, looking for a scripture, give them, find it in your Bible and give it to them. Don't have the people sitting there lost. I'm on the second or third scripture I ain't quoted, and they still looking for the first. If you find it, you know what? Just give them your Bible. Just keep switching Bibles. Let the person know, look, I care about you and I want you to read it for yourself. Invite people up in, then you want to act like you don't know. Then sometimes, sometimes you leave and go talk about the preacher. Child, yeah, that's what I put up with every Sunday. I just, I just go there, you know, because, you know, you know. Well, if, if, if that's how you feel. I'm sure you could Google and find a lot of other congregations of the Church of Christ. But, folks, this thing is real. We are instructed to go. Ain't no, ain't no salvation up in these walls. You think, do you think the Lord care about this structure more than a person's soul? Second Peter three, the Bible said, God is so long suffering. His love for man is that you know what. His, his desire is that no man be lost. No man be lost. We are his workmanship. We are tools that he utilized to get the message out. How is the message going to go out if we're not going out? We got some work to do. I don't think he brought us this far to just abandon us. You, le you learn new things on your job. Don't tell me you can't learn 
hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized and live faithful unto death. And I got a problem with somebody who can't share what they did to be saved. Man, if you can't explain what you did to be saved, are you saved? Are you? Somebody asks you, what did you do to be saved? Well, child, I just, I, 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 I was just feeling that preaching was so good, I just went down there. No, 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 no. Even in the Great Commission, when it said baptizing people, you have to, uh, you have, to have an understanding of what you're being baptized for. What's the purpose of baptism? So if you, if you can't explain why you got baptized, are you really saved? Did the Lord, did the Lord truly add you to the role? I'm going to tell you, it's a bad time to find out when you close your eyes. Well, I, I did it because my grandmama wanted me to do it. That ain't in the scriptures. The Bible said those Jews' hearts were pricked because they crucified the Son of God. They knew they had done something wrong. They did something evil. They murdered an innocent man. And they said, we don't want this on our charge. What do we need to do? The answer was plain and simple. Just as simple as it is in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be what? He that believeth not shall be what? Amen. What's hard to believe? What's hard to understand about that? Huh? It's as simple as communion every Sunday, every first day of the week. If I said, come pick your check up on the first day of the week. What day are you going to show up? Which is what? No, well, you're not coming every Sunday, I know. You're not coming every Sunday, I know. Why would you come every Sunday? No, no surely you got to be mistaken. You can't come every Sunday. You're saying there's a first day of every week. But well, isn't that what the scripture said about communion? That upon the what? The disciples came together to do what? Well, how can we can understand that about money? But you sit among a religious group of people and they deny you the right to commune with Jesus every first day of the week. But yet they'll turn around and take your money and turn around and say, well, the scripture said 1 Corinthians 16 upon the first day of the week. Lay by in store. Wait a minute. Why is the first day of the week different about money than it is about communing with the Lord? Amen. See, stop being bamboozled. What did Peter say? Save yourself. Save yourself. 
You say, well, I can't believe all these years I've been wrong. Oh, what a blessing that you found out before you died. Because, see, it could be another way. You could drop dead and in hell open up your eyes and say, I can't believe I was wrong. See, now you have the chance to repent and get it right. If you close your eyes the wrong way, ain't no repenting. Ain't no getting it right. You're just going to burn. Folks, I hope and pray you heard me this morning. I hope and pray you heard me this morning. Because we got to get back on track. We must get back on track. I, I said I was going to do this, then I said I wasn't, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It ain't going to take but a minute. Every member here needs. I, I can't charge you to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I can ask you. Mm-hmm. I'm asking every person in here to, to find a person who's not a member of the church mm-hmm. and make it your mission. Make it your mission to evangelize them. Yeah. <coughs> Balsa? Yes, sir. Find somebody. Kyrie? Find somebody. Jeff? Find somebody. Thomas? Find somebody. Oldsby, find somebody. Jackie, find somebody. Sharita, Sharita, find somebody. Dory, find somebody. Shote, find somebody. Amen. Felicia, find somebody. Don't worry about him. Martha, find somebody. I don't know you, sir. What's your name? Michael Small. Michael Small. Small. You a member of the church? I'm a member of the church of Christ. I'm not a member of the church of Christ. Hope to be one day soon. All right, all right. So you, you heard what I said today, right? Yes, sir. If you have any questions, any questions about anything that I said up here, mm-hmm. man, we love you so much, we want you to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this to you. We believe the Bible teaches there's only one church. Mm-hmm. Only one. Only one. And you know who the head is? Christ. Christ. And he's coming back for us. So, so you exempt from the evangelist. <laughs> no, I'm not What's your name, sir? Tim Spike. Tim. 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 Tim Spike. Tim Spike. I know who Tim is now. Good friend of our family. Good to have you, man. Good to have you. Bobby, evangelize somebody. Harrison, evangelize somebody. Hamilton, evangelize somebody. Georgia, Susquehanna, Lisa. April, Denia, Maverick, you ain't over them yet, Ken Todd, working on y'all, waiting on you. Evan, Gary, Sister Mary, Holly, Reggie, Cheryl, Sister Rosemary, Jamal, Anthony, Gloria, Sister George. Which one of y'all would be here? Here, which one of y'all would be here?
telling me it ain't nobody to evangelize and if they don't receive what you got to say shake the dust off and keep on moving pick somebody up stop stop dwelling on folks who don't care about the Lord I have a job to do That's something else all of you need to do. I call out everybody's name in here, right? Can you do that? Amen. Well, quit holding me to stand and say you can't do it. Xavier, you wasn't in here. <laughs> Trying to cut class, man. Pick somebody and evangelize them. You know somebody who lost. Bring them to Christ. Folks, you know what? Blessed are the dead. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Right? What follows you? Huh? The, the Bible said something follows you. Your works. Your works. What works, what works is the Lord interested in? He don't care about your, your degrees. He don't care about where you shop at. He don't care about. He only cares about who did you try to bring to Christ. That's all he cares about. If he gave his best, surely you should care enough to share that message with somebody else to bring them. All this other stuff just who blocked. It's about trying to help people. Ain't no politics in this. Nothing. It's about doing what the Bible teaches. I told you, I ain't, I ain't Republican. I'm not re- uh, Democrat. I ain't independent. I ain't none of it. I'm a Christian. That's what I stand on. <clears throat> Folks say, well, you know, you're going to need some favors. Hey, go back and read verse 18. Matthew 28, 18. Yeah, excuse me. All power is given unto who? Jesus said, I got all power. And you know what? I could go and ask him whatever it is I need. Don't sell me that crap I got to sell. I got to sell out and sell my soul or, or, or do this for you. I serve somebody bigger than you know. That's my message today. I hope and pray you got something out.